Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, the game preview show. 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be a cool matchup. It's the second meeting of the season between the 49ers and their division rival Rams. And last year, this rivalry was painted all throughout the season. Uh, from early on in the season, the 49ers turning around their 3-5 and five record, you know, getting a huge win over the Rams and then being able to catapult themselves into the playoffs. Uh, by beating the Rams again in Week 18, followed by an NFC Championship matchup. So these two teams have went back and forth over the last you know year or so. Now the 49ers have dominated the regular season matchups. The 49ers have beat them eight times in a row. Uh, the Rams' one big win came in the NFC Championship, and that's where you want your big win to happen. And they got it done in that situation. Ended up winning the Super Bowl. So the 49ers are coming into this game with a 2-0 record in the division, looking to put an absolute stranglehold on it by beating the Rams and putting a two-game distance. The Rams would have to then get a full game ahead of the 49ers to be able to win the division as long as the 49ers kept winning. Right now, of course, Seattle's on top. Can they continue that performance? We're going to see how this thing plays out. But this 49ers versus Rams a matchup is always fun because these teams know each other so well, and it always starts with the coaches, Sean McVay. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan, they, they've coached together. They run a similar system. They understand what each other's trying to do on the offensive side of the ball. Kyle Shanahan has consistently had the upper hand in how he attacks the Rams. Now, the Rams' one big victory came in the NFC Championship game, and that was with Sean McVay being able to get a run game established against the 49ers. And the 49ers have some question marks on defense being able to stop the run. Eric Armstead was a part of that first matchup this year to help stop the run. He's not there. They're going to be going with Kevin Givens and Hassan Ridgeway. This has been the consistent 
pattern for the 49ers. That's who they got going with Armstead and Kinlaw on the shelf. So these guys have to be able to establish or stop the run and establish dominance and make the Rams go one-dimensional. Once they go one-dimensional, then you can start making plays in the secondary because the two-to-one nature at which Matthew Stafford turns over the football means there's going to be opportunities to make plays. There was opportunities in the NFC Championship game the 49ers did not capitalize on. They did capitalize that on them in their matchup earlier this year. Talano Ufaga with a huge pick six. They also sacked Matthew Stafford eight times in that game. So the 49ers and Rams have some interesting matchups. We're going to go over those matchups. We're going to go through key matchups in the game. And then we're also going to go through, wow, that's bold predictions. Some you know crazy predictions I think could happen. And then I'll give the score prediction as well. Those things are all coming in this episode. So let's stop. Let's talk about some of the, the injuries and some of the players um, that are there's concerns about. Number one, uh, to me, Debo Samuel's hamstring. Debo has been handling the Rams for several years now. Uh, he's just always makes big plays and didn't change this year. He catches the slant pass, passes high. Jimmy claims that he saw the defender, so he threw it high. All I know is Debo Samuel made a tremendous play and then took it to the house. Got some tremendous blocking downfield from George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, uh, and then absolutely ran over Jalen Ramsey. So Debo's still going to have that factor in this football game, and he's got the hamstring. I do believe he's going to play. I think he's going to be out there, and I think they're going to have to pay a lot of attention to him. If you put Jalen Ramsey on him, yeah, you can take Debo away. The problem is then everyone else is going to have an advantage for the 49ers, and putting traveling a defender around makes it easier for Kyle Shanahan to kind of know where that defender is going to be and be able to scheme it up around him. So I think that that's something to remember as we're watching this as well. And then on defense, you have Drake Greenlaw, who's been dealing with a calf. I expect Greenlaw to play, but he did miss the you know second half of the Kansas City Chiefs game. And with him not out there, the run defense would take a hit. In week 18, I'm sorry, in the NFC Championship game, Drake Greenlaw had to step away because of injury, and the Rams really got a run game going. So I think early on in this football game, that's going to be something to monitor. If Drake Greenlaw is out there and capable of helping stop the run, the 49ers will be okay. Ridgeway, Givens, good run stoppers. Where they struggle a little bit is in pass, and as far as getting you know a pressure up the middle onto a quarterback, so we're at least able to somewhat you know withstand the the struggle or the the movement of the offensive line. Now they are getting their starting center back, so uh, the the Los Angeles Rams are getting healthy in a couple of areas, and one of those is getting Brian Allen their center back. They still have a left side of the line. Uh, that is marred by injury. They've got Bobby Evans playing left tackle now in place of Joe Noboom, and they've got Matt Skura playing in place of David Edwards. So um, we've seen center be a real struggle for the Rams in the earlier matchup this season, and now the 49ers are going to have you know to go against the number one guy in Brian Allen's. Brian Allen's not exactly the best name in 49er land. Uh, different player here, but just thought I would point that out for grins because it's funny. But... um. There are weapons for the Los Angeles Rams they're going to be able to use, and that's why you need a guy like Dre Greenlaw because he's also going to help you against tight end Tyler Higby. Higby is a tough matchup, and he's gotten off against the 49ers over the last several times that they've played. Um, famously, in that Week 18 matchup, Higby gets two touchdowns, one of which McVay sprints down to the end zone uh, and and you know is excited about their opportunity that they're going to put the 49ers away, prevent the Niners from getting to the playoffs, and it all turned from there. So... Um, there are some you know guys coming back. Also, it looks like Van Jefferson is going to be back, which is a huge addition uh, to the Rams' wide receiver core. He's got explosive nature. He can take the top off the defense. Um, the 49ers just saw a bunch of receivers that could do that. You know, MVS, McCall Hardman, who's going to add that added element. 
it was a lot easier in the first matchup when it was Cup, Allen Robertson, and uh, Robinson and Skowronik because Skowronik, uh, even though he's pretty well equipped as a receiver in the league, is not somebody that can take the top off. So you weren't worried about one-on-one matchups. They were able to put Mosley and Ward in one-on-one situations. Now Mosley's gone. It's Diameter Lenore. Who plays the nickels? And Jimmy Ward is it Samuel Womack? Uh, that's going to be tough dealing with Cooper Cup. So do I think the Rams will have a little bit more offensive success in this matchup than they did in the previous? Yes, I do. They're only able to get nine points against the 49ers in their first matchup, 24 to nine, San Francisco. So I think there's something there. And as far as injuries on the 49ers end, right now, the Emmanuel Mosley one, of course, was season ending. But since then, there hasn't been any more season ending injuries. They've been dealing with things, but most of the players are day to day and able to play. We're waiting on Armstead waiting on Aziz Alshire, Elijah Mitchell, and Colton McKivis to get back. Uh, but when these players get back, it's they're going to make a huge impact. You're just hoping they stay healthy. Plus, the 49ers have a shiny new toy for Kyle Shanahan to use and Christian McCaffrey. And I think he's going to have a tremendous impact on this football game because now you can run outside zone. He's got that explosiveness. Uh, he had over 150 yards of total offense against the Rams just two weeks ago when they played Carolina right before they went in their bye including 86 yards receiving. He had over a five-yard average rushing, over 86 yards receiving on seven catches. Explosive manner in which he can go about it and puts a lot of stress on players like Bobby Wagner to be able to cover in space. And I love Bobby Wagner. I think he's one of the best to do it at linebacker, but that is a mismatch problem for them. So they're going to be trying to look at a way to get safeties lined up against McCaffrey, which could still be uh, a little bit of a matchup problem for the Rams. So I do believe the 49ers are going to have some matchups that they can take advantage of. They're going to have to make sure that they scheme up personnel in a certain way, and it's all going to change a little bit because Kyle Ushek is out. Um, Kyle Ushek damaged his pinky. He had surgery. He's out for this week, they've already said. He will come back for the Chargers game. But the way that you normally go about offense against the Rams uh, it can't be done with Kyle Ushek. So you have to find another way. Is that going to be Ross Dwelly? Is it, is it going to be Tyler Croft? Could Croft you know, be coming back from his injury? He was playing so much early on in the season. Or could they just go with extra wide receivers? They could. Juwan Jennings dealing with a hamstring. Debo Samuel dealing with a hamstring. So uh, they're going to have to figure some things out. And this is going to be an exciting one. But let's get into our first matchup. And let's go for the 49ers offensive key matchup, which is BAG on money downs. Uh, so 49ers versus third down. This has been a problem for the 49ers when they are struggling on offense. Getting behind the sticks, third and seven plus, are times when the 49ers haven't been able to execute their offense at a high level. A lot of that is caused by uh, negative plays. It's caused by penalties. You can't have that happen. You need Jimmy Garoppolo to have third and threes, third and fours. Those are situations he can convert on, and when he gets those, he usually does pretty good. Last year, they really showed that. Those are places where he can execute. They can get almost... So well over 40% in that area. So I think that's what it's about. It's about getting it done on third down, continuing drives, uh, continuing that rhythm for Kyle Shanahan. But it starts on early downs, being able to execute, being able to get you know three, four yards on first down, being able to roll out and get seven yards on first down. Brandon, you catching the ball in a slant for six on first down. Getting ahead of the sticks is very important. That way, when you are forced with third down, number one, they have to worry about you being able to run the football. If it's third and short, they have to play run too. Uh, so it it doesn't allow them to just get you know right off the ball and come after you with the pass rush. They have to somewhat play it differently, especially with how explosive the 49ers run game could potentially be with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. 
So getting in those third and shorts and making them play both situations is better. When you're in third and 10 and they know you have to pass, they can come after you. The defensive coordinators uh, like Raheem Morris can come up with exotic blitzes to get after Jimmy Garoppolo and make him get rid of the football before he wants. But being a G on third down is going to be important. Converting on third downs, but also making sure that you take care of business on first and second so you have short yardage situations. That's what the 49ers need to do. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to play a big part in that because of matchup issues with him and Debo Samuel. You, what are you going to get out of it? Kyle Shanahan against the Rams in the first matchup, and you can go over to Patreon and check out my scouting report video. Went into the Debo package for some of those plays and watched Debo run pitches outside. Uh, There's the a short pitches as well where he has a two-way go. He can go inside, he can go outside, depending on how the blocking develops. And Debo was a little slow to read when he was supposed to cut. Debo looked like a wide receiver playing running back. He's not in the zone like he was last year as far as running the football in the backfield. Now you can do that same exact thing with Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey is an experienced running back who has all the vision necessary and the ability to one cut go and then make somebody else miss. So there's going to be a different style and explosiveness to with Christian McCaffrey running those exact plays. The, the cool thing about it is they're the inverse of each other. Debo is a wide receiver who plays running back. Christian McCaffrey's a running back who can play wide receiver. Being able to use them both in those certain roles is going to be fun. Having them out on the field at the same time could be fun. Kyle, can we please get a formation where both guys start in the backfield? I don't care what you do with them back there, but being able to motion one out, being able to run a fake, a little something with the other guy going out in the flat, all kinds of cool things. And I think the looks are going to continue to get more and more exotic as Christian McCaffrey gets a more of a, a hold on this offense. Now, they're, they're putting a game plan, and he's going to understand this game plan fully because they said he did a really good job of picking up the verbiage, picking up you know, what he needed to know about each play. That's a, a big, big factor and why he got 22 snaps you know, last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the 49ers got to build on that. And one of those ways is just third down efficiency. So I'm hoping they're going to do that. Do not turn over the football this week on offense. Make sure that doesn't happen. You need to be in the plus category as far as turnovers to be able to beat the Rams. This is a huge football game because if you do beat the Rams, you take a absolute huge lead in the division. I think that is big. Um, it may not be that they overtaken the Seahawks yet, but you have a win over them as well. So you're sitting in a good spot going into the bye four and four. It's a big time game for the 49ers. And I think McCaffrey's ability to make plays on the outside is going to open up the passing game for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Got to go through the, the scouting report video and watch. You could see when the 49ers were able to establish that outside run, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. with a quick pitch, he actually took one to the house where they ran a wham block, which means they took the tight end and he blocked an interior defensive lineman. They ran it again with George Kittle later. Did not have the same success, limited success, but it's something they continue to do. They take advantage of those outside linebackers on the edge with the run game. With Christian McCaffrey, you're really going to put them with a lot of stress. Uh, if you throw that pitch out there and he's going outside as a linebacker, you have to fly out there to be able to get him because he's got that 4-4 speed. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. doesn't have that. Now, if you do fly out, though, you can overcommit over and uh, go too far. And when you over-pursue, they can kick and slide you out. So normally an offensive lineman wouldn't be able to get to you. They can get to you now because you've over-pursued. They kick you out. Running back runs underneath with a cutback. That's a huge play. Those are things McCaffrey is going to be able to add. Those are things I'm excited about him doing in this offense. And I'm hoping we just see a lot more screens to McCaffrey, to, to Brandon Ayuk. 
because those are places you can take advantage of the Rams as well. So uh, offense is going to be exciting. Every time McCaffrey touches the football, I'm going to be lit up and waiting for something big to happen. But I think the, the offense, uh, offensive maturity, executing, it's all going to come down to third down, making sure it's third and short, and then executing those. Now, when we go to the defensive side of the football, and it's about surprising Stafford. It's Matthew Stafford versus D'Amico Ryans. And it's not different from a lot of game plans that I've seen or that I've I've come up with, you know, as far as what I think key matchups are, D'Amico versus Stafford. Because if you can get Stafford off his game, if you can make him hold the football, uh, he'll either do two things. Number one, he will take a sack, which are huge plays and, and changers because just like you want third and short, the Rams also want those convertible plays where you can run Cooper Cup on one of those short whip routes or one of those, you know, plays over the middle and get him the ball and convert on first downs. Those are backbreakers. If you get those big sacks, it makes it tougher. Also, you have Stafford, he'll force footballs. We just talked about his two-to-one turnover ratio compared to touchdowns. He's going to give you opportunities to make plays, and one of the best ways you can do that is by confusing him. And the 49ers did that in the the first matchup. They would play games with their safeties. They would bring Hufanga late. They would show Gibson in the box, drop him off, and then bring Hufanga. They would one of them in the box and then run a two deep zone now it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the 49ers if they're not able to leave Lenore out there sometimes one-on-one on the outside if they have to continually give him help then everyone kind of has to play roles differently part of the reason they were so successful as a defense they were able to play free uh, they could play free in a lot of areas because Mosley and Ward locked people down on the outside I mean safeties linebackers didn't have to cover for anyone else you didn't have to go exotic with your coverage scheme but now the four yards are going to have to go more exotic. They're going to have to give help. It's not different than last year when they had Ombre Thomas. They're going to have to do similar things. And, of course, you always have to locate 10. Where's Cooper Cup at all times? Jefferson makes it a little bit more difficult with his ability to get vertical. Um, so it's going to change this you know, Rams offense and their explosive nature a little bit. I think they're going to have a little bit more success against the 49ers defense. Uh, four yards defense has got to figure this out. But I think they're going to you know, really look at themselves and how exactly – they got attacked by the Chiefs and make sure things like that don't happen again. Uh, McVay will take advantage, and McVay's opening script is fantastic. I mean, the one against the 49ers in their, their first matchup, he executed at a high level. Did he abandon the run early uh, after that? Yes, he did, because the 49ers were stuffing them. I think they held them to 56 yards in the game. That's not an you know, efficient and effective run game. That's going to be important for the 49ers is to make sure they do that, but confusing Stafford how do you confuse Stafford it's all about movement late so he wants to come to the line of scrimmage he wants to take a look at your defense he's going to try to give a little bit of motion or something that's going to get you to move as a defense if you hold your water a little bit longer you don't want to end up being out of position but if you hold your water and just wait for a second he'll reset trying to run whatever play now do they quick snap the 49ers sometimes yes they did that a lot uh, they did me, I think, two or three times in the first matchup. So they can do that. But holding your water, you're going to be able to make plays. You know, Then it makes him read those things post-snap. Any pre-snap you know, uh, thoughts that he has, you have to make them change as the play happens. So sometimes you want it to look the same, and he knows what he's got, and sometimes you want to confuse him. But getting out there and mo- with movement in the defense, with shell coverages, is going to be important. And also blitzing Stafford was huge in that early season matchup. And normally Stafford is great against the blitz, but D'Amico Ryan's way of going about it and the way of getting extra guys there was nice. Also defensive line stunts, uh, being able to get guys, you know, bring Fred Warner up, 
have two guys go this way, occupy three blockers, have the two guys on the, and you have three defensive linemen on one side with Bosa being outside in the wide nine, having those two guys go occupy blockers with Bosa swinging to the inside. Uh, it's great stunt moves, great line moves, also timely blitzing. That's what you have to do against Stafford. It has to be consistently different looks, uh, switch between zones, cover six, you know, quarters, cover two, cover three, just continue to keep him on his toes, not let him understand what he's looking at, make him decipher coverages uh, during the play and make him want to go to Cooper Cup all the time. A lot of times he just gets into where it's like automatically, I don't know what to do, I'm going to Cup. I don't know what to do, I'm going to Cup. So I think that's what the 49ers and D'Amico Ryan needs to do in this for this defense. And I think they can do that. I think they can really go in there and handle you know, this Rams offense. I think the Rams will have some plays uh, because Matthew Stafford's too good. Cooper Cup is too good. Um, they're going to make plays. And one of the things you have to do early, like I've I've talked about before, is locating Tyler Higby. Higby has had great success against the 49ers. And what they've done is try to get your attention, you know, go going with Cooper Cup and going with, you know, uh, Allen Robinson and then leaving the middle of the field open for Higby. Well, that's something the 49ers are going to have to monitor and take advantage of. But now let's get into our wow, that's bold prediction. My wow, that's bold prediction is, is probably going to seem really, really bold with the way that the 49ers have played offense and the way Jimmy Garoppolo has played over the last couple weeks. Um, but I think the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's going to throw for at least two touchdowns, and I think he's going to have zero turnovers in this game. I think Jimmy, it's going to be good Jimmy. He plays well against the Rams. I think he's going to have you know some big-time plays. Um, and I think the 49ers, you know, uh, can get some offense going against the Rams. So uh, at least two touchdowns for Jimmy Garoppolo with zero turnovers. It could be the boldest statement of the year with the way Jimmy has turned over the football over the last couple of weeks. But I think they get it together. They figure it out. And now it's time for the score prediction. 49ers versus Rams in Levi South. You know, there's going to 49er fans are going to be out in force. John Chapman's leading the rush road trip down there. There's going to be a lot of people wearing red and gold. There's a lot of 49er fans in Los Angeles, and I think they're going to show up in a big way. I won't be shocked if it's not 60-40 49er fans to Rams, and I think that's going to help impact this football game because I do think the 49ers are going to be able to execute at a better rate than they did against Kansas City. I think it left a bad taste in their mouth. Um, they were very disappointed with their performance. They could have easily been more involved in that game. I mean, you know, down five in the fourth quarter, you've got to think that you're, you know, in the midst of being able to hang with Kansas City. They let it all fall apart. And I don't think they let that happen this week. I think the 49ers do get a victory. And I might surprise some people with my score, but uh, this is just what I believe. And I think the 49ers are going to take care of business. I think Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense with Christian McCaffrey in there are going to light up the scoreboard. And I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, 34 to 19. That's what I'm going with. 34 19. I think the Rams will get some points. I think they'll be able to move the football against this 40 yards defense. I think it'll be a little bit tougher than it was their first matchup to stop the run. Adding Van Jefferson in is going to make an impact. Uh, but I think overall, because you know, you have Moat without Osley, they're going to make some plays. But I think the offense is what's going to really execute. And unlike the Kansas City game where they couldn't score touchdowns, they kept kicking field goals. I think they're going to score touchdowns against the Rams. And I'm really excited about that proposition. I'm excited about this game because a 49ers victory 
against the Los Angeles Rams. Means they're three and zero in the division with wins over the the Rams, who are in uh, third place, and the Seahawks, who are in first place in the division. Um, I think that's important to remember. You still have two games against Arizona, none of which are in Arizona. One in Mexico City, one at home. So those are good things for the 49ers, and they're getting close. And one of the easiest ways to get to the playoffs is through your division. So winning division matchups are huge. This game is very pivotal for both teams. It puts the Rams behind the eight ball, and it puts the 49ers in a good situation going into their bye. The 49ers, 34-19. Let me know what you thought of this game preview show. Let me know what your score prediction is. What's your wow, that's bold. I love getting the wow, that's bold. Long-time Niner fans give me a wow, that's bold every week. Very fantastic. Always love reading them. Uh, so let me know in the comment section what you think. Am I crazy with my wow, that's bold about Jimmy? Am I crazy with my score prediction? The 49ers can't possibly score 30 points. Uh, let, let me know what you think. And if you've watched the video and you enjoyed it, give me a like. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, so much for watching. 49ers versus Rams coming up Sunday. And, of course, hop on to the game reaction show after and we'll get all into it leave your questions i'll go through every single one of them we'll have fun with it and of course there's going to be more content coming out for the rest of the week madden sim uh coming out on friday what's good with jay in the bay friday and then on saturday what's the game plan more even more into the x's and o's all the scouting report all the investigation into the rams get to break it down exactly how the 49ers plan to attack on offensive defense so uh, make sure you join for that. But like always, I really appreciate everyone for taking the time to watch. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.